hop, fizz, clink, sit back and enjoy. Bubbly Thoughts poured by your host, Melissa Bromley. Hi, and welcome to the Bubbly Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley. Let's pop, fizz, and clink our way into some good vibes today. So you may recall that on my Instagram story some time ago, that I asked what you guys wanted to know about. You know, if there's any topics that are on your mind that maybe you don't want to do the research for, but you know, it might be something I might want to do the research for. And (laughs) a couple of you responded with wanting to know about me, which is cool. I I dig it. Thank you. (laughs) So then I followed up asking, okay, what exactly do you guys want to know? Which is What this episode is going to be all about today, I will be answering a nice hefty handful of the questions you guys apparently want to know about me. I like this and I feel good about it because it's a way for me to create even more of a connection with all of you. So I'm sipping some champs. Let's dive in. So the first question that I'm going to go over here is someone asked, what does a typical day look like for you? You're always go, go, go. I honestly feel like I am always going that so much so that by the time I sit down, I kind of feel like a schmuck and that I could be doing something else with my time. You think that says something that when you have downtime that you're like, wait a minute, now what do I do? And to be honest, it really does depend for my day to day what my routine is. So to me, it makes the most sense to share what I do consistently every day. So this is slightly new to my routine, but I have been consistently waking up around 4 a.m. every day, which to some people might sound crazy, but I'm just, I'm a morning person, you know, but slash an insomniac. So, you know, it's this weird combination, but I have gotten so used to it at this point that it doesn't even seem as difficult anymore to do. And usually I get up, I work on the blog or podcast for a bit, then I go work out, come back, shower, get ready for work, go to work, (laughs) and I use my lunch break to do anything I can that is productive with my time, like work on anything bubbly thoughts or prepare what I can for dinner beforehand so that when I get home, it's, it's less complicated and a little bit easier to do. I also am the VP of training and development for the Junior League of Greater Orlando, an all-women's organization that's a volunteer organization, and I try to find the cracks in my day, as well as at the beginning and end of my day, to work on all of that, everything related to that, whether it's emails or what have you. I almost always have a meeting or something along those lines related to real estate as well. I'm, I'm also a licensed realtor. Uh, Junior League is also something that I have meetings for frequently or anything else that's an obligation. And yes, sometimes my obligations are really fun. Like sometimes I schedule an obligation to be a girl's night and it, it obligation makes it sound bad, but it's something I enjoy. And it's something that, you know, I do like to make sure I plug into my routine. So basically what I'm saying is I always almost have something after work. I don't really have a lot of free days anymore where after five o'clock hits and my work day is done that I can just go home and sit on the couch. Usually, you know, I have something I have to be doing. So then after I have one of those meetings or obligations or even a fun girls night, I'll make dinner, I'll clean up, I'll hang out with Cam and then go to bed around 11 p.m. ish on average. So 
that was kind of like a weekday. That's what a weekday might look like. And then weekends are almost always busy with fun activities. And, and when they aren't, Cam and I take full advantage of getting things done related to work or important hobbies or organizations that we're involved with or anything that needs to get done around the house. I'm a busy girl, but I work well this way. I always have this thing that I say that, you know, I stay busy because it keeps me out of trouble. So this next question that somebody wanted to know is, why do you think you say sorry all the time? <laughs> so this question was from someone who knows me quite well. And I always joke, and sorry, this is kind of messed up to explain it this way, but I always joke that I have sorry Tourette's. <laughs> and I don't, come on, don't like get too pissed that I am saying the word sorry Tourette's. I'm not making fun of people who have Tourette's. It's just Come on, I know it's not PC, but it is what it is. If you're not laughing, you're crying, so you might as well laugh. So I'm probably like many other women who, you know, psychologically suffer from something called sorry girl syndrome. And this is how I interpret what it means. It's where we feel that even if we're fully confident in something, there's a chance we could be wrong. So we want to make sure that we are the ones to shut our, ourselves down first before anyone else can. It's kind of like a reflex though, and it's not a great habit. So, you know, but it's, it's also something I try not to overthink either. I have gotten a little bit better at it over time, and I will tell you guys, I am a confident woman. But I also think we're ingrained to think that by pre-apologizing for stuff, we're doing it to be polite. And I mean, it, even saying this out loud, it makes no sense. Like it, there's nothing like it, you can't compare saying, I'm sorry with saying like, please. And thank you. And that's something important that I even need to wrap my, my head around. And maybe something that you need to think about too. You don't have to have a knee jerk reaction to say, sorry, before you say anything, just to be polite. But I'm going to continue to work on this while also owning it and appreciating this past sorry girl. And when I say this past sorry girl is the Melissa that has been in the past that maybe really didn't understand that you don't have to say sorry to everything that you do or pre-apologize for everything that you do. And I'm going to appreciate her because she has made me who I am and I'm going to bid her a nice farewell and maybe a finalized farewell someday soon. The next question that somebody would like to know about me are, is what are my biggest insecurities? And I mean, I, I'm sure I have, in fact, I know I probably have plenty more, but for whenever I think of like an insecurity, the first thing that comes to my head is my thighs. And I know you guys are so annoyed, like especially my friends who know me really well, like I really freaking hate my thighs. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like what's the point of me coming on here and having this platform if I'm not going to be totally and completely honest with you? I freaking hate my thighs. And that's my number one and always has been. Always probably will be. But I would definitely consider cosmetic surgery one day. But I'm still convinced that there may be a day come that, you know, arises where I will find the miracle cure to making my inner thighs, like, thinner. You know, like, having that dream thigh gap that most people want. But I'll be honest, most likely I'll probably end up doing something cosmetic surgery related because it's just the most uncomfortable thing more than anything. And I think I talk about this in another podcast episode, but it's not even just the aesthetics, of course. Like, I'm not going to lie. 
the aesthetics of my thighs, I'm not the biggest fan of. I know they're not the worst in the world and I'm, I'm so thankful that I have legs that get me around and I have strong thighs and all that good stuff. But aesthetically, I don't really love how they look. And, you know, so there's that factor, but that's not the only factor, I promise. Like, I'm so unbelievably uncomfortable most of the time <laughs> with like, walking. I, I can't wear shorts without chafing. It, sorry, I know that's totally TMI, but it's so unbelievably uncomfortable. And I live in Florida. I live in a place where it's basically a freaking swamp all the time. So it's like inevitable that it's going to happen. So I just, you know, that's probably the thing that I really don't like about my body. And I just want to be honest and be truthful with you guys because you know, no one's perfect and I'm not going to feel bad for having an insecurity and I'm going to continue to try to work on it and I will keep you guys posted if I end up deciding to do some kind of cosmetic surgery to make me feel a little bit better about them. The next question is, why did you start a podcast? So I've talked about this in other episodes because a popular interview answer when I ask my interviewees, what is something you would want to ask me? A lot of people are like, tell us about why you thought a podcast would be a good idea. So if I'm repeating myself at all, I do apologize. But for those of you who maybe haven't heard this answer yet, I love connecting with others. And I genuinely feel like your 20s and even your 30s are such a weird, funky time where you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> it's fun and it's exciting with all the unknown, but it's so unsettling too. I know I'm not alone in feeling this way, but I feel like so many of us don't talk about the difficult stuff. So I want to cover it and then make you hopefully feel good afterwards by letting you know that you are never alone in what you're feeling, even though I know it feels like that sometimes. And I want you to feel so good about yourself and your skills that you can do absolutely anything that you want to. And I want you to connect with others too. The guests I bring on are incredible and accomplished people utilize them and get to know them. I hope after every episode of Bubbly Thoughts that you feel happy, motivated, and that you can take on the day filled with confidence and bubbly thoughts. So someone asked the question, how do you get up so early to work out? Well, I chalk it up to a combination of being an insomniac and obsession with exercise endorphins and discipline. Oh, and I'm a morning person, just like I mentioned earlier. I will say it gets easier the more often you turn it into a routine, but it's never going to be super easy for anyone, so don't let me fool you. I'm just hungry for the hustle more than I'm sleepy for the slumber. But, mark my words, I have my days where I am so exhausted that I am counting down the days to where I don't have to wake up to an alarm. It's called self-care. But I also know what my goals are, and I want to achieve them, so I want to get up. And lastly, a little tip, lay your workout clothes out the night before. It makes things so much easier. So the next question that someone wants to know, how many hours of sleep do you get at night? <laughs> it really depends on the night, the week, the stress, the number of things that need to get done, what have you. So it's hard to say, but on a normal weekday, you know, I use that in quotes, normal weekday, like I said, it's pretty much going to bed at 11 p.m., waking up at 4 a.m. Do I recommend this? I don't know. I am no sleep expert, but I know what I have to do to get done and what I and you know what it will take to do what I want to get done. 
So I guess my advice for you with this is experiment a little for your own life and do your own research to get into a great routine that's right for you. Oh my gosh, I love this next question. What is your favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love movies. I love movies so much. Like always have, always will. And to have, to just give you one favorite, I mean, that just seems unfair. So I'm going to go through my top five. So my, I don't want to say this is in no particular order, but like, let's just say this is in no particular order. So my top five. Okay. The Accountant. The Sound of Music, It's Complicated, The Conjuring, and number five is either between I Love You Man, This Is Where I Leave You, or Father of the Bride. And okay, if you haven't seen any of these movies, so The Accountant is when with Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick, and it's like, it's so stinking good. Like you have to go see it, find a way to find it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Like you have to, you have to watch this movie. Most of you have probably heard of The Sound of Music. I love to sing and I am feel very connected to music in so many different ways. And Julie Andrews is like my hero. I just love her and I think she's so talented. And I think The Sound of Music is what made me truly fall in love with music. So that's why that's so up there for me. It's Complicated is the movie with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. And it's just so good. And I think what appeals me so much to it other than Meryl Streep, just cause she's like, literally a goddess is she's this chef who owns her own bakery and she bakes all these cool stuff and like I love to bake and that would be such a cool thing to do one day like open a bakery and whatever it's just a great movie you have to give it a go now the conjuring is terrifying it's but it's like the best scary movie that exists I promise you I'm obsessed with it it's so good I highly recommend it if you're a scary movie buff if you're not just like don't even bother but it's so good it's amazing and it's a true story so definitely give it a go it is on netflix you don't even have to rent anything you just go you need to go watch it i love you man is with oh my gosh why am i blanking on his name oh paul rudd and jason siegel and rashida jones and it's just it's so it has some of the best lines ever and it's adorable and i've never seen a movie actually like it before the whole concept of the movie is that you know paul rudd plays the lead guy and he needs groomsmen for his wedding and he just doesn't have a ton of friends and i just i love his character in the movie and like i said there's amazing one-liners you've got to see it it's also on netflix i believe this is where I leave you is such a phenomenal, completely underrated movie. It has an amazing cast. There's like a whole slew of amazing cast members, one of them being Tina Fey and she rocks in it. It's so good. I'm not even going to describe it to you because it is so underrated that I want you to go into it blindly like I did. So just look it up. You can find it. I think it's on Hulu if you have like Hulu Plus and stuff. So if not, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon Prime. You may have to rent it, but trust me, it's totally worth it. It's so good. And then Father of the Bride. It's such an oldie but a goodie. And it's kind of like always been on my list as like favorite movies. If it's ever on TV, I'm always watching it. It's just really good. And yeah, check it out. Check out any of those. Oh, this is funny. Okay, someone asked, what's your favorite way to drink coffee? And like, I love coffee. I love coffee. I could never say almost as much as champagne, but like it's up there. I do love coffee. Coffee gives me life. So it really depends on the day how I drink my coffee. I would say the majority of the time I like it black, but on occasion I will do an iced blonde roast with 
unsweetened almond milk and stevia. I also love every once in a while to treat myself to an iced dirty chai with almond milk and pumpkin. Sometimes a nice nitro or flat white are also things that I like to treat myself to. It really just kind of depends on the day. Most of the time I keep it super simple and just drink it black though. Like I would say most of the days. I just, I love the way coffee tastes just like by itself sometimes. It's so good. And a lot of the time if it's hot, this is so weird, but a lot of the time if it's hot, I'll just throw a couple ice cubes in it to cool it down. So not to the point that you would have with like an iced coffee, but I have like a very sensitive mouth to heat. That sounds like so inappropriate, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know how people just like pour a cup of, co pour a cup of joe like straight from the pot and drink it. Like, I don't know how people just, I don't know how they do that. So I like to throw like a couple ice cubes in there so I can not wait for it to cool down. And I live in Florida, AKA the town of eternal summer and I get hot. <laughs> I don't need my mouth to be on fire too. So those are just a couple different ways that I like my coffee. So this next question was, I'm surprised how much you like reality TV. Why? <laughs> I think I'm flattered by that question. I think, I think that means you think I'm too smart to watch reality TV. It's not something that I believe, but maybe that's like where this question is going. But anyway, uh, reality TV is so awesome because I use my brain all freaking day, every day. And I love the times where I don't have to use it so much. It's that simple. I, I don't, idolize really any of the reality stars from the shows I watch, but like, hell yes, they're entertaining and most of them are like attractive and I can be inspired by their fashion choices. So judge me all you want, everybody, but I love me some reality TV and sometimes it's nice to just kind of take a break from using all my brain power because how the heck would I have this podcast or the blog if I didn't take little brain breaks sometimes? Oh, this is a cool question. So someone wanted to know, how did you meet Cam? This is such a fun question to answer because Cam and I met technically at the bar Mad Hatter that no longer exists over by UCF. That's the short version. And here's the long one. If you need a refill, you know, pause this, go get a refill. <laughs> okay. So once you're back and have something to drink, it was both of our senior years at UCF and it was syllabus week. So that was supposed to be a time where I was in a three hour class, but it only lasted 30 minutes because it was syllabus week. So I was able to go to the 80 pie house for lunch. And yes, I'm an 80 pie. So I see this guy that was with one of the younger 80 pies and I just like couldn't stop staring at him. And I told a couple of the people I was with that I thought he was extremely attractive. And they told, later, they told the girl he was with who happened to be his sister, Abby. So that next day I was running on the treadmill at the gym and Abby and one of our friends, Molly, were there at the gym. So Molly was trying to get my attention and she couldn't because I was so in the zone on the treadmill. So she hopped on the treadmill next to me until I noticed her trying to get my attention. And she was like, Melissa, Cameron Marsh is going to happy hour tonight. To which I stopped the treadmill like dead in my tracks and said, I'll be there. So Abby told him I thought he was attractive. He reached out to me. We met up at the bar that night and I brought my friends, Caroline and Brandon with me for protection, just in case. Honestly, mostly for moral support because I was nervous as hell. And the rest is history. We've been together ever since. So a huge shout out to you, Abigail Marsh. I promise I will never stop finding ways to thank you. Another fun fact, I set up my older brother with a girl I knew for three minutes. <laughs> but knew she was awesome and they're married now. So, and she's like a sister to me for sure. She's more than just a sister in law. I genuinely feel like she's a sister to me. 
and her family feels like family to me too. So I feel like we got really lucky, but I always like to think it's good karma that I set up my brother and in return, I think the universe had Abby set Cam up with me. So thank you, Ab. I love you. So this is the last question here. What are your goals and dreams when you grow up? Well, I'm so lucky that I'm living some of my dreams, especially this. I still can't believe sometimes that I'm doing this. You know, Cam bought me my equipment for Christmas one year, and that really kickstarted me into working for it. But the next goal I would have to say is a book. I would love within the next 10 years to write a book. I also will get a dog even if my life depends on it at some point. <laughs> hint, hint. I love kids and I've always seen myself with kids so that would be awesome too in the very distant future. And ideally, one day I'd like to spend more time dedicated to real estate, the podcast, and devoting more time to the community. That would really be awesome. So this felt like a lot of talking, but I appreciate your questions so much. This is such a weird but kind of fun thing to do, I'm not going to lie, but if there's anything I didn't cover today that you want to know, I would answer anything for you guys, you know? So if there's anything on your mind that you've kind of always wanted to know about me, or if you're just like, girl, I've heard you've been talking all day about yourself, like I'm done, that's totally fine too. I'm like done hearing myself too. but. Bottom line with this episode, I just, I hope you feel a little bit more connected to me now. Thank you for listening to this edition of Bubbly Thoughts. Cheers, and as always, stay bubbly.